Hola, you amazing artist. It's Rafi and Klee. And today we're going to talk about the holidays. The holidays. Yeah, we're going to talk about specifically being a an artist in the holidays and being a human in the in the holidays, especially with the the Rona holidays. Yes, this particular holidays has been different. Is being different. I am happy to say that I could still see the festive spirit out there with a lot of people and the the fact that like us as humans we are so adaptable yes we are incredibly adaptable it's I, impressive it is it is extremely impressive because you know with the quarantines and with the fact that a lot of people can't really visit with family this year and and stuff like that and it's really sad and i and i see people uh are upset but they i see them also making the best of it and and going as far as like even with artists which this yeah. this time of year is not a, an easy time financially for artists because art is not a big seller. I think that this time of year presents a truly unique challenge for artists, especially this year, because on a couple fronts, because like you just said, art's not especially large art or highly customizable art is not a big seller during the holidays. And also... Being an artist can be a very solitary practice, and I feel like those things are just kind of amplified this year. I think about the way that I've approached the holidays uh, over the years. The first year, the first few years, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create art, and I'm going to go out to the markets, and I'm going to sell it, and realizing little by little over the years that like artwork is such a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Like it is something that somebody walks into a booth, they see something that really, really resonates with them and they purchase it for themselves. It is very rare that someone can look at a custom piece of art and say like, oh, this person is definitely going to want this. This five foot by four foot painting yeah exactly and and of course they have room in their house for it or something like that i have had people buy gifts for people because that person said this is what i want this year mm -hmm. and so like that that's worked out but it's not it's not like a big sell like people are not rushing to where i'm at to buy artwork now on the other hand you sell jewelry jewelry is easier to give especially um some of my some of my pieces that are on the lower end like the more affordable end um that are kind of universally uh resonated with like my spirals do really well right some of my more one-of-a-kind or personalized gifts unless somebody knows somebody really well those don't tend to do as much at Christmas time or the holiday time. Um, but I do also get special commissions from spouses and such uh, that, yes, they know. Like, I, my person wants this thing. I think it's interesting because I get special commissions, too. And honestly, rarely is it for a gift. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when I get special commissions, it's because somebody is buying themselves a Christmas present. And so they're buying themselves a, a painting that Treating they want. themselves to something, which I always get behind. I think it's wonderful to treat yourself during the holidays I to do the too. things. I do too. What's interesting about this year uh, is that this will be the – this is like the 10th year that we're we're doing the Christmas holidays and yeah. thinking about the way that it's evolved from the from the very beginning uh, on how it was that we approached the holidays as artists and then thinking about this year 
with its own challenges that it brings and, mm-hmm. and how we kind of needed to evolve and change uh, what we did. Because every year we did the markets. We Not did. only did we do the markets, but we always did a holiday open studio. We always had special Christmas events leading up to. And it was a lot of in-person hustle and bustle. So, yes, we definitely had to adapt this year. And I know a, lo- a large, almost everyone in our artist community had to adapt in whichever ways they could. So this year, instead, we did a virtual open studio. Right. Which was actually a lot of fun. It was very cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was slightly less exhausting. I should actually say it was much less exhausting than actually setting up a... Uh, full-on art studio visit that was going to last, you know, because usually we would do them for about four or five hours. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of preparation work and a lot of moving things around because we have a small space and a small studio. Mm -hmm. And for people to actually come visit and be comfortable and where they're going to park and all that stuff. And uh, although I really, really enjoy that, um, there, there's something to be said about doing the virtual open studio. Yeah, I really liked, I mean, we were able to set it up in our own time frame, um, and we were able to really pick and choose what pieces we wanted to show. You know, when you go out to holiday shows, it's like you, you kind of have this tendency to just want to bring everything. Yeah. Um, And so the virtual open studio and the space limitations forced us to say, okay, well, we're in our case, we're each going to choose 15 pieces to show. And also because like we don't want to be on there droning on for six hours about the pieces. Right. And even still, I think our live sale went like an hour past what we thought. It did. (laughs) (laughs) We were planning on doing maybe like an hour and 20 minutes and it ended up being about two hours. Yeah. 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 It was fun. And it was something that I honestly don't know for sure that we would have tried if not for the challenges of this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's something that I had thought about doing because obviously – as an artist, um, there there is there are different stepping stones that you take throughout your career when you're getting started. And a good example is, you know, and it depends on which path you take. Like there, there are several different paths that you could take and you could blaze your own trail, which is my biggest thing that, you know, that I love to tell people. It's like you're an artist. You create original art, create your own path, create your own trail, do your own thing. Um, but for us, like a lot of the stepping stones were the places that based on the circumstances that were going on, the places that were available to us. Mm-hmm. And so like when we first got started, we looked around. It's like, well, where could we show? There's not really a lot of galleries in town. They're all jury galleries. We've already signed up for them. Uh, there's a waiting list that's going to take like two years. I don't want to wait around for two years, uh, considering that this is what we do and we have zero income coming in right now. So it was like, okay, well, what opportunities do we have available? And realizing like, oh, the flea market. And so we got started at the flea market, even though that's not standard. That's not something that you immediately think of when you're like, I'm going to become an artist. No, it's not. But it sure is great for testing the waters and getting comfortable. And on another side of that, at least this was the case at our particular flea market, um, it does become something of a family unit. Even though it's not all artists, it's artists and vendors and just different people from all different walks of life, it became like a family. And during holiday time, there was a very uh, family unit 
feeling and holiday spirit. We had Thanksgiving dinner with our flea market family. Yeah. We had Christmas festivities. They all supported one another during the holiday season. It was a good introduction into that world. It was cool, too, because because of the fact that we were artists, we were doing something that was different than what anybody else was doing there. So it was almost like we were the two crazy, whack, wacky kids mm-hmm. that everybody just kind of adored and they wanted us to succeed. Mm-hmm. Like they really wanted us to succeed. So it was amazing to me. It was so great. Uh, the other benefit to that was the fact that at that point, that was the first time that I was ever interacting with the public. Right. And so that's where I was putting my stuff out there. And the beauty of setting up at a flea market is that they're there. It's not about the niceties or like, you know, there's no um, pretentiousness, but it's also very raw. So like when somebody does not like something or something is definitely not their style, they tend to verbalize it. Indeed. And that was amazing for me because my biggest fear was criticism, was negative criticism on my work. And uh, I remember one particular day where somebody came in and they, uh, they, you know, and this is speaking to that family unit that you kind of create with the vendors around you. Um, where this girl had walked in, this younger girl, and she liked one of my trees. And she was like, oh, that's so beautiful. I want that. And her dad looked at it and her dad was like, well, that's nothing more than just paint on wood. And I remember the vendor behind me looked up. And he's like, well, so's your house. I know. That you know? was great. And I was like, oh, my God. And so, like, that was my first time, like, really getting somebody saying something negative about my work where I had someone else supporting me and it just kind of shifted my mindset about the negative comments that you could get and I would not have had and obviously I I had way more negative comments throughout throughout the the couple of years that we were at the flea market Mm -hmm. but I would say that that experience really really taught me that uh, people's opinion about your art doesn't matter some people are going to like it some people are not going to like it some people are going to hate it some people it's it's just not their style just not something that they understand and so like you just put yourself out there in whichever way you can because ultimately that that's what matters it's all about your journey and what you're doing and it makes me think of this year now Mm -hmm. that being one of our first stepping stones and then doing festivals and then getting into galleries and each iteration of it was an evolution and in every uh scenario there was this sense of community whether it was the flea market community or the farmer's market community the local community as a whole yeah the family that you establish when you belong to a gallery and now this year are wonderful online rogue artist community it is and that's the thing it's amazing to me because one thing that when i was first really thinking about uh reaching online and reaching more people and when you're in a small town you're kind of isolated by the small town and Mm -hmm. even if you have tourists it's great because tourists come into the town they see your stuff but then the only way that those anybody is going to have a reminder of you uh, on a weekly basis or even on a monthly basis is through the internet, through social media, because they're not going to see you every day. And unless you're planning on doing the same market every weekend and they happen to go to that market every weekend, they're not going to you're not going to stay a constant in their mind because people have their own lives. They have their own stuff. And so like. The the idea that you're able to build that community with the people around you in person, but that the internet 
is actually a place where you could create a community. Absolutely. Not just for supporting each other as far as the business end is concerned, but uh, we were talking a few days ago and I had had the realization like, oh man, in my early days, you know, like my late teens, early 20s, uh, or before the internet communities really took hold, right? Yeah. You were limited as far as who you interacted with by like, okay, well, who's in my proximity that I have the most in common with, right? Right, right. <laughs> so you kind of pick your friends, your family unit. The, and, then, and then you have, and in some cases, you have lame and less lame. Yeah. And you're like, well, let's let's hang out with less I'll lame. Keep hanging out with you because you know <laughs> we both like the same coffee joint to hang out at. Um, but with the online community, it's like, wow, you really get to organically connect with people that you really can connect with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just sort of happens, like with Patreon, forming Patreon, and doing YouTube, like. The people that we really resonate and connect with that have found us, those connections have become so strong. They have. They really have. And it's amazing to me because a lot of people get turned off by YouTube because of the idea of getting your videos thumbed down or negative comments. Mm -hmm. But the, the thing about that is that negative comments and people thumbing down your video is just those people weeding themselves out because yeah. you're not like-minded. It's the same as somebody not jiving with you in town or yeah. at an in-person event and they walk on by and you know, they don't usually physically flash you a thumbs down. Right. In some cases. <laughs> In some cases. But yeah, I mean, that's good. If you don't click with someone or someone doesn't like the message you're putting out there, then they move on. Their people are different people. But it's awesome because it's on such a large scale to be able to connect with someone in a, that's that's 4,000 miles away. Yeah. That's a, more than 4,000 miles away. Um because of your like-minded values and ideas and outlooks, not just proximity. It is interesting because when you first start approaching the online market, I, I think what happens is that a lot of people look at it that way. They look at it as an online market. It's just another opportunity to market yourself out into the world. And they lose sight of the fact that these are human beings. They're not just uh, dollar signs or um, uh, units or analytics or, or stuff wallets like, with or, legs or, as you or, or said. Yeah, exactly. Or wallets with legs. I th it's the reason that I did the video online about it's about the connection mm -hmm. that the one that I did on YouTube, because it really is about the connection. And I think with this year, with the holidays in particular, like it's important to remember that, that a lot of times you might feel isolated but you are just one click away from connecting with someone. And, and one of the reasons that – one of the many reasons other than just sharing stuff that I wish I had known when I had gotten started. But one of the reasons that I really wanted to start YouTube was because I wanted to connect with other artists. And I spent a lot of time in my studio. Yeah. And I there's this love of – Seeing some of the, the people that follow us that have their own YouTube channel and being able to watch them while we're in the studio creating stuff mm -hmm. and realizing like, wow, it's like we're in your studio and you're in our studio. And I love the idea of artists inviting us into their studio, albeit via YouTube yep. or via this podcast, and us being able to hang out with them and have a conversation where they're part of the conversation. Yes, and really get into some 
deep topics, emotional topics, and also have awesome good laughs together. Man, I have laughed harder with some of our uh, rogue artist family than like any time I can remember. Yeah. When you just click with people like that and you get each other on these levels, it really is a family. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I love the fact that we were able to create an extension of our own community on Patreon because mm-hmm. we have Discord. So, like, you know, you've got Discord chat. So it's like you're getting a text message. It's not a text message, but it's almost like you're getting a text message because you're getting it on your phone. You get to go under and read it and everybody's interacting with one another to the point sometimes where it gets a little overwhelming because there's a lot of people on there. Sure, Yeah, it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. But it's also like it's a community that's always there. It's always on. I've seen people pop on there late, you know, three, four in the morning. I'm up. Anyone else up? And I'm, then, I'm stuck with a piece of art. And then someone feeling... else is like, I'm up. Yeah. It's so good. It's <laughs> yeah. so wonderful. It's it's like, it's a, an evolved version of like um, the coffee shop kids, yes. which I was part of. You know, you can't sleep. It's two, three in the morning. You want some companionship. I used to just head down to my local coffee place, 24-hour diner, right? And surely someone was there. Chances were there was someone there. Yeah. 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 Um, and it, it's like that. It's like this place that is safe, that is warm, that everyone cares for one another. Right, right. And, and I think I think that that's very, very important to have as an artist because mm-hmm. what we do is very solitary. You know, like and whether you're painting, creating jewelry, writing. You know, writing, writing is the one of the most solitary things that I've had to do. Like even with you in the studio, like I'm totally absorbed by what I'm doing in the book. It's a different animal. Writing and being the spouse of someone who is writing <laughs> is a solitary practice. <laughs> Which uh, I'm, I, I'm about to go dark and start writing, finishing up the marketing and the money book. So like yeah. that's, that's always, it's challenging for me because I love connecting with you. And I love connecting with our peeps online. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to have to give myself reprieves while writing, not to like reconnect. Yeah. To reconnect. Not like last time where I just kind of disconnected for a month and, and that, that was difficult for me because yeah. as much as I like, I mean, I, I love people, but I love being in my studio mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty awesome because the online market, because our, our patrons, our rogue artist family, our YouTube family, our, our social media peeps, like it's almost like we've got we've got the ability to be here in the studio, not have to go out to a to do and still have that connection with people. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I so I think ultimately this podcast is about connection. It is. And, and and the thing is that like this podcast is not going to receive, be received by everybody. You know, there's a lot of people out there. It's like young kids today don't even know how to have a conversation and blah, 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 sure. blah. There's there's all that stuff. You you hear it all the time. Like they people don't take their their eyes off their phone. People don't mm-hmm. do this. Don't do that. And guaranteed that, you know, there is obviously a huge, huge benefit to meeting face to face. And I always recommend for artists that are getting started to make sure that they do the outdoor markets, make sure that they do connect with people face to face, but also connect with people online because one isn't necessarily better than the other. It makes me think of like back in the day when the telegraph 
started to become a thing and people were like people are losing their minds over the time they're not even going to communicate with any with each other anymore face to face yeah so like it's it's there's always going to be somebody out there that disagrees with the way that you do things but i think really when it comes down to it if it's about the connection if you're just going online because you think that it's a great marketing ploy that it's going to make you some money it's going to be exhausting and ultimately probably frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're there and you connect with one person and then a couple of weeks later you connect with a second person. Yeah. It's about the connection. Yeah. And so, you know, some folks may balk at the internet connection, but this year has posed a unique set of challenges and more and more people who were not at all familiar with virtual communication have embraced it or at least dipped a toe in the water. And I think there's two main things here because artists are already up against several unique challenges during the holidays. The holidays present their own unique challenges business wise and emotional wise. Um, And a lot of our online rogue artist family are struggling not a lot, but some of them are struggling with the idea, as a lot of people are, of not being physically with their families yeah. this year. And I think it's been such a great thing for us to be able to connect. For any of you watching our YouTube videos, listening to this podcast, uh, being on Patreon with us, you are part of our family. Yeah. And we love you. Yeah. And so that that's been the thing. That's really, for me, kept me inspired, kept me in high spirits. It really does. I mean, and, you know, not not to not I want to make sure that everybody understands connection on the Internet does not replace a hug. No. Or being able to sit there and look at somebody in their eyes. Um, Obviously, when you're doing a Zoom meeting, like we just had a Zoom meeting with Tobias and Tobias is halfway around the world. And that was really amazing, Mm -hmm. you know, that it was nighttime there while it was daytime here. And Mm -hmm. we were having a conversation with him that lasted a couple hours. Um, Those kind of things are amazing. Does it replace sitting around a bonfire? Absolutely not. No. But it keeps the fuel going. It keeps you going knowing that this will pass. Uh, 2020 is about to end. Obviously, we're not at the very end of the challenges that we've been going through, but this will pass and we will be able to give that hug and we will be able to look at that person's face. And in addition to it, we also have this wonderful online thing happening. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that it's that, that, that moment where you're able to give that hug and how precious that is because... I would say if there was anything that this year, you know, and, and there's a lot of tragedy, there's been a lot of tragedy. It's, it's, it's been a rough year, mm-hmm. but, um, I would say that the one thing that I, the, one of the things that I'm taking from it is that, that moment of appreciation, because it is so easy to take a conversation for granted. It's so easy to, um, not say, I love you. It's so easy to, take a look at things and just think like, oh, it's the same shit every single day. Mm-hmm. And the ability to stop and realize like, wow, you know, that's something that a lot of us felt is that a lot of those things that we took for granted. We now want more than anything. We now want more than anything. Mm-hmm. And I think it is just that, that, that ability to appreciate those things that you have. And I have a feeling that 
you know, with everybody going online and stuff like that, um, to be able to connect, it's easy to take that for granted as well. Yeah. And understand like, wow, we have this means of connection with people that are vast. I mean, think of like back in a day where it took like a year and a half for a letter to make it from one side of the world to the other. Um, whereas now it's instantaneous. We could connect with somebody on the other side of the world mm -hmm. and we could see their faces while we're talking to them. I know. It's crazy and awesome. You know, that's like Star Trek shit from back when I was a kid. <laughs> it totally is. It totally I'm like, is. holy crap. So like, and, and it's easy to take that stuff for granted and, and, you know, or demonize or villainize or whatever it is when it's just another method of connection. Mm-hmm. And if the more that I've been doing this, the more that I've started to really understand, and you know, obviously I'm writing a marketing book. So like the more that I'm looking into, uh, tactics when it comes to marketing, the more that I see that like the internet, a lot of people approach it in that way. It's just a marketing venue, mm -hmm. but really the internet is just a form of connection. You can put yourself out there on the internet. You can connect with people on the internet. People that love, that might love your art can find you on the internet from all around the world. Yeah. You can be whatever version of you you choose to be. You can share whatever you choose to share. Uh, you could have a super alter ego, superhero you <laughs> on the internet tweeting on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like you can be anything. And I see a lot of people out there spreading goodness and joy and happiness and peace and love. I see, you know, and, and unfortunately what gets most of the media is the, the dark side of mm -hmm. the internet, the people that are spreading bullshit and, and all that stuff. But, you know, it's just, a, it's a, it's a microchasm of the macrochasm of the world. It's a small representation of personalities and when you look and you're looking for good you're going to find a lot of good on there and you're going to find a lot of connection and in my case you know like i wanted to create a safe space so we created on patreon we created our discord community mm -hmm. that a place that is full of artists all kinds of artists there's no discrimination there you could be a writer you could be an illustrator you could be a tattoo artist you could be a puppeteer you could be anything and you are an artist that is part of this rogue community. Yeah. And, and it, I, I love that. It really is amazing. And not only do we brainstorm with one another, we share ideas. Um, uh, on an upcoming stream, we're going to be brainstorming, actually, uh, ways to tap into what you're already doing awesomely during times like the holidays. Right. right. And also as that emotional support family unit. And so I think ultimately what I wanted to say to anyone listening out there is – Man, this has been a challenging year. Yeah. I hope that you're doing all right. And I hope that you have found ways to connect with people. And I hope that maybe you took a chance on something that you were like, I don't know if I want to do this, but I kind of want to do this. I hope, I hope you delved into some realms that maybe you were scared but excited to do. And I hope you know, as part of our online community, that you are loved. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is most important. And obviously, this is the uh, podcast that is going out before the holidays. Yeah. So we most definitely want to wish you a happy holiday. A most happy holiday. And give you a big, giant virtual hug. Hopefully, you can feel that. We, we might make the noises, the hug noises. Ready? We're going to make hug noises. 
that's weird. I sound like a like an old man You're stretching. Straining. You're yeah. straining too hard on <laughs> yeah. the hug. Yeah. Um, so yeah, happy holidays, you guys. Um, stay awesome. Stay creative. Stay connected, and keep smiling, because no matter what, 2020 is uh, coming to an end. Indeed. <laughs> Keep taking those exciting, slightly scary chances on yourself. Keep being kind to yourselves and one another. And uh, and keep treating yourself when you deserve it. Yeah. Whether keep- it's a self-high five or that thing that you've been looking at that you want. Yeah. One of my favorite <laughs> things was when I saw somebody. I uh, Somebody was like walking down the street and I saw them clap their hands up in the air. And his friend was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm giving myself a high five. <laughs> I was like, that's freaking brilliant. It's I awesome. love that. It's absolutely awesome. So, yeah, give yourself a high five and, uh, you know, from us. And I guess that's it. Uh, we're going to get ready for our holiday celebration. We're going to get ready for our Rogue Artist Festivus live stream tonight it's on Patreon. It's going to be so fun. I'm yeah, so excited. It is going to be fun. And again, you guys, happy holidays. We absolutely and completely adore you. And uh, hey, if you like listening to this, I know that it was a little all over the place, but if you like listening to it, you can click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. You want to say goodbye, Clee? Good Festivus. <laughs> Adios.